Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they pick a cult hero from the past to lead the line, or will they go for a young whippersnapper from the modern era? It's totally up to them, because it's their best 11. Our guest today is a big hero of mine growing up. He was the man behind the brilliant fanzine Extraordinary Sensations, and then went on to be one of the founders of the legendary Acid Jazz label. Still truly independent, it's still going strong, and last year had its best year ever. It is the king of the mods himself, the brilliant Eddie Pillar. Edward, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? It's um, Lake Norian, and I support them because I used to support West Ham. Good man! (laughs) Tell us why you don't support West Ham anymore! (laughs) I, um, I got, I, I, accidentally bumped into some uh, what used to be known as Cockney Reds which yes. for some reason are people from London who support Manchester United on Bromley by Bow Station in 1982 and uh, put it this way I ended up on the railway track thrown there I no. didn't jump down no. and I just thought I'm not going to West Ham anymore it's just I don't want to die because 82 was the height of yeah. what became the football hooligan it was years. a rough time Ed it's right and uh, I gave up football for a season and then I remembered that my dad used to take me to Orient when West Ham were away in the 70s, which everybody did at the time, right. you know? They used it, to advertise Orient games in the West Ham programme. Well, they were opposite. Because they, it, it was joined-up programming, you know, yeah. joined-up scheduling. Yeah. You know, West Ham or Tottenham are away, Orient were at home. And yeah. most of our fans didn't support Orient. That's, <laughs> that's a fact. But there you go. And I fell in love with the club almost immediately. Yeah. And that, that's why I support Lake Fair exchange is no great story. Yeah. Um, and what's your earliest memories of football, Ed? Well, my grandfather on my mother's side was firmly Tottenham. And he took me to see uh, the Tottenham of Jimmy Greaves um, when I was very young. I would say it's probably around 1969, something mm. like that. Uh, I think my dad took me to West Ham before that, but I have no memory. And I think my, my, my dad's side were West Ham, my mum's side were Tottenham. And I think they had a bit of a battle. Did they? Um, <laughs> My dad ran the the 
betting shop nearest to Upton Park and consequently he knew all the players because they were in there all the time in their glory days. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it was their leisure time that's and they all had they to did. fill the space yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. That or own a pub. Yeah. Oh, but that was after retirement. So, you know, um, there was a bit of a tug of war. Um, I chose West Ham just because of the the glorious team that they had mm. in, in the mid-70s, you know, and winning the FA Cup against Fulham. And... Um, I became a regular uh, at Upton Park from about the age of 12, you know, in the days where you could just get on two buses and be there on your own, you know, meet your mates on the North Bank, that kind of thing. That Tottenham team, of course, though, it was the, it was the back end of their glory. You know, the 60s, obviously, they were the, the side that did it, the double with inside. And it was interesting, Jimmy Greaves, we've talked about him so often before, what a career, but it's it's all driven by not, taking Jeff Hurst's place in the 66 World Cup final. Uh, I mean, I was funny enough talking about this in the pub last night. <laughs> Danny Greaves, who ended up being uh, playing at South End and being a coach, I yeah. think he was a coach manager at South End, I think, mm. was in my class at school. So um, I knew Jimmy Greaves as a kid. I, knew, I grew up with Bobby Moore's children, Roberta and Dino. And um, I have a funny little story, which I'm going to tell you about Jimmy Greaves. So uh, about my 10th birthday, my dad said to me, what, what do you want for your birthday, son? I said, oh, Dad, you know, thanks for asking. Uh, I want the West Ham double hoop away kit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's one of, apart from the Orient Braces kit, it's one of the best kits ever designed. And he goes, don't worry, I'll have a word with Jimmy. He's just opened a new sports shop, you know, because that's the other thing footballers did. That's they had right. sports. Yeah. Well, well, playing, get your name above the yes. door. So yes. it was It was two two weeks after my birthday. I've come home from school and there's a little brown paper with string on a package on the kitchen table. I thought, my dad's, I've been, been, been to Cubs, so I was a little bit later. <laughs> and my dad's in, te- in the front room watching the telly and I've, I've, Scrabbled, I've opened the paper and I thought, hold on a minute, something's not quite right here. There's a pair of royal blue socks. Hold on, blue shorts, yellow top. Oh my God, he's only brought me the Arsenal away kit. <laughs> I cried and cried and cried. That's oh. not anything. That's not relevant to anything. That's... I went into the front room and said, Dad, what have you done? And he went, shut up, I'm watching the goodies. <laughs> and do you know that explains the, the adult Eddie Pillar we see before us now? Yeah. Probably from that very moment, I feel, yes. Yeah, it, did, it made me laugh, but uh, there you go. And uh, I still love West Ham, not quite as much as I love the O's, but yeah. um, I had many happy memories. I was at Wembley when West Ham won the, the FA Cup the second time. 1980. Trevor yeah. Brooking yeah, with his yeah. head, wasn't it, I yeah. think? It was. Yeah. The, one of those rare moments, Brooking. <laughs> the only. A, what you might call, but isn't, a diving header. Because <laughs> yes. he was very, relatively just low to the ground. hit him. He <laughs> kind of turned into it, didn't he? he did. beat Arsenal, didn't he? They did. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we, I, you know what? We were, the, the next question is: What's the first game you went to? I mean, that could be West Ham or Orient. Do you want to tell us the first Orient game you went to, or the first uh, West Ham? Well, the first Orient game, and this is where you know it helps having a dad that can get tickets for sporting events. It was the uh, nineteen seventy eight FA Cup semi final. Oh, okay. Oh, right, and yeah. um, that was the first Orient game I remember going to because it was such an incredible day out. Mm. We lost, obviously, but well, I say we, I was a West Ham fan then, but, <laughs> but Orient lost, uh, but it was still that momentous cup run of 1978 was just incredible. And that, watching those games on YouTube or 
uh, other online uh, watching facilities yes. just made me realise what a great team in the 70s Orient actually had. Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't spend more time in the first division. Mm, they right. won the season Can in the history. Can you tell us about the 78 semi-final? Who was it against? Um, uh, it was against Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, and from memory, it was at Stamford Bridge. Was it? And was it Mark? I think it was. Uh, yeah, you could be right. I don't know. Yeah, because they, they did play them in neutral grounds in those days. Yeah, didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah it would have been a London neutral ground. That's wouldn't right. It? Yeah, which wouldn't and make I, th- sense. I think the semi-finals misses that the neutral grounds. Don't keep Wembley for the final. Don't yeah, play I agree. The I agree. This, Wembley is such a treat. Wembley yeah. needs yeah. our money. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, well, I don't know. They're, they're surely they're selling their twelve pound hot dogs over there. At the moment. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it, it, it was just the atmosphere and the event. You know, I remember. We went in a car. My dad had a Granada, obviously. Yeah, big. And um, spicy. It was. I went with my best friend at school, Stuart Jeffcoat, and uh, I think his dad went as well. And we. It was just a glorious day. I mean, I don't remember much about the game. No. I remember more about the game before, which was Chelsea, the six-round replay, which is the most incredible performance by (laughs) one player I have ever seen. But we'll come to him in a minute when you ask my favourite player. I did watch that on a a, a device you can get through the uh, thing. No, I watched it the other day, funnily enough, because it's such a famous game. Yes. Um, It's interesting, Ed, we were talking earlier on about um, the cup, the romance of the cup. I know it's a cliche, and we say it from our generation, but the FA Cup was something so special then, wasn't it? Well, it started at like 11 o'clock in the morning on on the BBC, you know, and I remember when they they used to have celebrity football matches before, celebrity penalty competitions. Yeah, all that kind of thing. I I remember Daley Thompson, I think. I remember him on the pitch at Wembley taking penalties for some reason. And the whole country, it was like there'd be no one. Yeah. No one, the streets would be deserted (laughs) and every single person would be, they didn't have TVs in pubs in those days, so everybody will be round someone's house watching. Yes. Don't matter who the team was, it was just a great day. And I'm, I think that the FA have missed a trick. I think it's very difficult having the Premier League as direct competitors because obviously the money of the Premier League is always going to win out, unfortunately. And that's my main problem with football uh, is, is the, the money involved has spoiled it as a working man's sport. So I'm not as keen as foot, on football as I was. But... Um, yeah, I think make it, they're talking about making it a Wednesday and getting rid of the replays. And and they do put they put it. It's a strange time, and they put and they and the Premier League program is on the same weekend or in, indeed the same day, and they don't even give it the day, do they? I Which think is, the big thing that happened. Oh. It's never going to happen now because they're never going to give up that place. But if it was a Champions League place for winning the FA Cup, it probably would, the dynamic would have been massively different because yeah. that's what's changed what we call the UEFA Cup to the Europa Cup. The fact if you win the Europa Cup now gives you a Champions League place has changed the dynamic of yeah, that. True. Teams want to win it. If it was a Champions League place for winning the FA Cup, it maybe would have had a chance of still. Be in, but unfortunately, the Premier League is never going to get up those four places no, or one of those places. And, and as you said, there, the, the, listen, the environment's changed, it's, it is dramatic like that. Now, can I ask this? Because you, you've mentioned could be any team, though, Mark. Go on. Yeah, 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 he could be any team when you ask him his favorite player as a kid. Yeah, well, well, this is what this is exactly my yeah. thing because obviously, I mean, you get if you get to see Jimmy Greaves up close, mm. there's not gonna be a lot of people who are going to say it's not Jimmy Greaves, but you also saw Bobby Moore. But... <laughs> Who you're allowed from your gamut as a kid? Well, it's neither of them. Stop pushing him. You guided him along there. No, no, no. I'd already decided long before what it was going to be. And I have to say it was Billy Bonds. 
Six for two, eyes of blue. Billy Bonds is after you. Bonzo, what a great player. But there are obviously several mentions in dispatches, you know. Several. I mean, that was such a glorious time for football, the early 70s, you know. Uh, The glamour, the haircuts, the cars. Um, Bobby Moore used to drop his son off in a red jag at school. Uh, you know, at junior school, this was and um, say jag again for his head. Jag and <laughs> yes. uh, no, but I think I think um, Jimmy Greaves had had a green one as well. And my dad said green's not a lucky colour for a jag, son. <laughs> well, he was right, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah, which is why none of your jags have been green. <laughs> Sadly, I've never had a jag. I'll, I'll, tell, you a jag. I'll tell you, a glamorous football. My my aunt Eileen, who married well, ended up in Chigwell, and used to do. Her laundry at the same laundrette as Bobby Moore's wife. Really, Tina. Tina, yeah. which was Tina. on last the, night. It was yeah, on. It was on the other night. The, the, original, um, the ITV. Yeah. T- you didn't I like mean, it, did you? No, no. It's, I didn't either. It's, 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 did it's not. not it's, it's, it's very. First of all, it's very bad at being. Period. That's the bit yeah. that really annoys me. It's, it's not a good looking it's a bit, program. It's a bit well, I, I, I can. He wasn't lucky. Um, no. We were lifetime family members of Walston Hall, which was Bobby's. Um, Venture, yes, that, uh, became known as the Epping Forest, Epping Country, Forest Club. Country Club with Sean but, Connery, wasn't it? But we used to go down there. Um, literally, my mum would pick me up from school and meet Tina for the yeah. GNTs on a, a cheeky Wednesday afternoon by the swimming pool Class. at Walston Hall. You know, so I didn't like the film because I knew I was there at the time, yeah. even though I was a kid. You know, so I didn't like it at all. I think Bobby Moore was treated disgustingly by West Ham, but then they've got a track record of doing that to their no, heroes. They, Bobby, but I mean, less, you, you can't paint over the fact that the he tried to leave they, for they, Tottenham and they wouldn't let him. I'm talking about just before he died, when uh, Brown well, had him what, thrown out no, of uh, yeah. because he said that man hasn't paid for a ticket. Get him out. No, that's just. Wrong. You know, but he did try and go to Tottenham and Ron Greenwood really pulled out the old you're not going, son, or you're not playing for England, I won't Correct. sign your registration. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but that was kept secret. Nobody knew that no, until no, no. later. And, uh, he's, he's West Ham through. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, but Billy, the great <laughs> thing about Billy Bonds is that, of course, he's had his issues at West Ham as well. Yeah. Came from Charlton, but just one of those footballers you get the sense was born to be at the club that he made his name. And that was, that was definitely Billy Bonds, so I'll go with that. That's a great shout, Ed. Could you take us through your match day rituals when you were when you were young, or even if you want to tell us what it was like when you first went to Leighton Orient? Because I know you told me a great story about heading down there on your scooter sometimes. Well, like that, that ah. was the real reason we used to go to Orient. And this, you know, I, I'm Mr. Wood, the chairman. Then is no longer with us, so I don't suppose this will upset him. But they had a very low wall leading into the toilet, so we used to um, park our scooters literally right outside the ground and jump over the wall into the toilet. And uh, uh, you could climb on a scooter seat, and that would give you the, the, grip, the grip. We used to be up at Carnaby Street, having set twos with skinheads, and then we'd leave the Shakespeare's head at about quarter past two when they had chuck-out times on a Saturday, cool. and we'd be at the O's by about five past three. The stewards, you know, they're, they're all inside the by that time. The guards down by then, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And so we did that many times. And then after all, I thought, well, what is 30p anyway? I might as well just pay it. <laughs> Wasn't worth the hassle, Take all it? the fun out of it, though. <laughs> Yeah, but no, so, no, but match day rituals was Carnaby Street for a pint, um, and then of course a pie. Brilliant, yeah, <laughs> pie and mash. Uh, well, not pie and mash. Because, oh, well, we also used to go to Coaching Horses, which was round the corner. But that was if we weren't at Carnaby Street. 
I also had a great match day ritual against the Welsh teams when they used to come. Now, I'm specifically talking about the fourth division Welsh teams like Cardiff, Swansea, <laughs> Newport <laughs> County and Wrexham. Yeah. And um, we used to walk from the station and the match day ritual was as we walked past the Memorial Garden Park next to the ground, we used to run because they'd be throwing bricks at us. <laughs> <laughs> Only the Welshies, no one else. So. I wasn't part of that, I have to say, just no. as a disclaimer. <laughs> so that was a joke, but it did happen on me. <laughs> many, many, many occasions. And at the end, I mean, you got to the stage where you, you got to, to know everybody at, at Leighton Orient Air and you were a big sponsor and stuff, you know, and now you like to partake, a bit like myself, in the more salubrious surroundings at uh, Brisbane. Well, Road. it's funny. It took I nearly bought Leighton Orient in 1995, around four, maybe, I can't remember now, around the time of yours for a five of the disgraceful... Yes disgraceful and very stupid documentary which many people will remember as being just awful uh, and showed up the club no end. I was in negotiation to buy Orient for for, uh, three months and we both signed non-disclosure agreements. Basically, Mr Wood, the owner, had coffee plantations in Rwanda and the civil war in Rwanda just wiped out his wealth and he, he could not afford to support the club. The club were in danger of going down and somebody reached out from the club going, oh, you've just had a big hit with Jamiroquai. Have you got any money? I went, well, yeah, why? <laughs> why do you want to come and buy the club? So, um, so literally, it was the beginning of the yours for a fiver. I got offered the club for a fiver. Now, I, I put, my dad said, don't be a complete buffoon. Um, so I put forensic accountants in there who went through the books with a fine-tooth comb. And uh, much as I love going on a Saturday, when they said, unfortunately, we can't quite define, we can't pinpoint what they owe. So if I were you, I wouldn't buy I'd the club. Away, yeah. So I didn't buy it, but I made a great business plan for the relaunch of the club, which right. somehow found its hands into the way of uh, another person who bought Leighton Orient, knowing that uh, uh, he's quite litigious. And um, <laughs> he copied many of the ideas in my business plan. But well, unfortunately, good, I didn't the buy club, it. But well, it did. So secondhand. Here's a really good idea that, that I had, though. Okay, we're going to relaunch this as a proper young person's club, right? We're going to be so you know I'll get Jamiroquai on pitch before the but you know you can imagine. So I said I'm going to get Duffridge and St George to copy the old Admiral style braces kit that we had designed by Duffridge at St George. So obviously when Barry read the uh, or one of Barry's associates read the business plan, he thought great idea. I know I'll get Jasper Conran to do it. <laughs> no mate, you're missing the point. It's Duffer. Anyway, Duffer. By the way, young people, Duffer then isn't like Wasn't Duffer only now. Wasn't available no. in Debenhams yeah. or wherever it may yeah. be available anyway, now. Yeah. So exactly. so, but I've been I've been invited by my friend. Colette um, into the um, director's lounge for meals and I've had a few chats with uh, Kent, the new owner from Dunkin' Donuts and he's a very emotionally attached Leighton Orient fan for an American you know, but uh, I I just really love the family atmosphere Excellent. Have you got uh, a favourite memento or or piece of memorabilia Ed that you like? I've got a a, a scarf from where we were called Orient which no matter how many times I wash it, I can't get that blood out. <laughs> and that was uh, Southampton, pitch invasion. They, they came, There were no walls or gates because Millwall pushed them over in the 70s. <laughs> you know. um, and I just remember Southampton in the League Cup, I think it might even have been the second round, and I think we hammered them in the first round, and they hammered us quite literally. So I've still got that on my wall, and 
it's funny because I know people don't like talking about football violence, and now we're talking about it humorously, but it was a genuinely scary time. No, we, we do mention it on our show quite a lot because it was it was a, it was it happened every week. If it didn't happen, we're watching Cardiff and Murder. It was unusual. Yeah. There wasn't some I mean, sort mine's, of fracas. Mine's, it's, it's, I agree with you, but mine's a gallows humour about it. I've got no, no. fond romantic version no, of no. it. It's just that there's nothing else to do now but laugh. Is it, there in the it face? Was, of it was a dangerous uh, thing well, to do. Uh, uh, one thing I do that sticks in my mind. I used to go to Palace uh, when Orient were away, even though it's an awful place to get to. And yeah. um, I'll never forget, they were playing Birmingham once, mm. and Birmingham came across the pitch into the family enclosure. <laughs> One policeman on a horse with a stick put them all to, to task, and they ran away. That's the kind of people that go to football matches to beat up families. Yeah, you know? not there. Not Cowards. Really. Not really. Um, have, have you got a favourite ever kit, Ed? Uh, the belt and braces. Well, the braces kit, we call it, over at the O's, which was the white one with... And the, and the lines went from the shorts, the they bottom of the, the shorts, way all the way very clever. So Wales had a very similar kit in the mid-70s. Do you remember? The, the well, one? I think Admiral kind of pioneered That's that right. kind of look, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I think. Have you got Have you got one of those shirts? No, I've just got the succession of shirts when I tried to sponsor. See, this is where they didn't get it. I, it was a blind auction to sponsor. As a jazz, we're at its absolute biggest. We're in the charts with Jamiroquai and everything else. And I put in 20 grand in the blind auction for a shirt sponsorship. Bear in mind, What's I spon- shirt that would have been sponsored England oh. cricket for five grand, the yeah. whole of the Oval <laughs> for a whole year. So I thought 20 grand will win that. It went to Heat Electric, who bid £20,500. I've got to say, though, that's some of my favourite electric. I just, I just <laughs> want to say to our listeners quickly that Ed, of course, is the man behind the legendary Acid Jazz label, which has had its best year last year in, yeah. a, in a long time. Great year. Fantastic, Ed. Jazz. Still an independent. I'm raising my fist here. Well done, Ed. Thank you, Chad. Thank Ed, the best favourite team is not yours. Is it still West Ham? Yeah, it'd have to be, yeah. Yeah, seems so. Great, I mean, great side. I like Brentford. I was heartbroken when yeah. they didn't yeah. get in the Premier League. You, 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 you didn't, but Fulham, do you not mind Fulham as well? Uh, I, no, I just remember the Michael Jackson statue. Sorry. Yeah, well, which... Because which... Yeah, a great argument. Point, point taken. It was a thing. That's yes. true. And a, listen, that ended up in Bristol Harbour, did you it know? It did. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is there any room for any more statues, one asked? Well, there you go. Well, don't, don't you remember I, did, I was involved in fa- fundraising the Benny Hill statue for Southampton? Yeah, I did, I did a few gigs with um, Rick Wakeman and a few other people uh, at the Home of Darts. Uh, Pearly, what, what's that oh, place okay. called? Uh, what's it? Yes, side. Yes, and he was also a big, a big part of the Fred Keener statue. Ed was. Yeah, we did raise that. a bit of money for the, for the Welsh. Yeah, First World War legendary. Uh, did brilliant FA Fred Cup winning captain. This is the best eleven podcast from Talk Sport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, here's the big one. Ed is going to take us through his best 11 and it's going to be Leighton Orient. Round of applause for have you ever Have you ever had a Leighton Orient No, Danny Mays went England, so fair you play think, to you. Well, only because he thinks no one will know anyone at Leighton That's Orient. What he said. Well, we prove them wrong. Put it's a voyage to... of discovery. Come on. Let's do it, boys. Okay, goalkeeper, I couldn't decide because I think our best ever goalkeeper was a bloke called John Jackson. John Jackson, who's who, at Palace I think, in the came end. from Palace to oh, us, that, that I, way th- round, I yeah? think, yeah. He was he's the first one I remember regularly and he was fantastic. But I have to say it comes down to haircuts. So it's <laughs> gotta be enough. Mervyn Day. Merv, Mervyn Day. He's Mervyn in. Day with the teenage gene and of course with the West Ham connection. Yeah. So that makes sense. Well, then. we were a bit of a retirement home for West Ham yeah. players. <laughs> as was, my defence will be. As I will, will now prove. Right, okay, Merv's in goal, like it. Um I've got to say, back four, um Tommy Taylor. Yes. Big man. Um, Ex West Ham again yeah, as well. Yeah, from West Ham, but but I mean he was indefatigable, and he went on to manage Harlow Town Football Club, which Did he? Uh, where you know where he was a bit of a legend. So uh, we've got him. We've got Bill Roffey, who is one of the long-standing Leighton Orient heroes. I just about remember him, but people really liked him and talk of him. Okay. you know, with with kind of reverence. Bill Roffey, okay. Now we've got my friend who became a legend at the club, Ooh, Terry Howard. Okay. Um, He came from Chelsea. He went to Chester on loan, (laughs) played once. (laughs) The manager said, Terry, you're too fat, son. Uh, (laughs) And he went, they didn't seem to mind at Orient. And they said, well, maybe that's why you're on loan. No, but, but Terry... Not only is he a brilliant soul boy, he is a fabulous bloke, and he's my hero from my time at Orient. He was captain for a very brief period before being fired by the very strange John Sitton on, yes. on live on television yes. with, with the famous quote, and bring your dinner. Bring your dinner. That's, okay, that's Terry Howard. We've mentioned this in the show. Fame, yeah. Bring your dinner. Uh, but, yes. but Terry was a great player and he, he achieved cult status at the O's. He was a dead ball specialist and I think he even scored a hat-trick once. Terry Howard's in. Okay, there in. you go. And then... We've got Alan Hull, who is, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, he's, uh, he's out and about, you know, he's still around, he's, but he's from that glorious team of Terry Howard's. Yes. Um, he was a very short defender. I think he was about five foot five central defender. So, uh, but he was great. <laughs> Had to read the game. Read the game. Sorry, yeah. Alan, if you're reading, I know you weren't five foot five, but I'm, you looked small. <laughs> you, look, you looked small on the pitch. Sorry, mate. Um, okay, cool. So midfield. Midfield, well, we've got to start with... Stamp bowls, haven't we? Yes. What? What? What a little cameo for you. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, he didn't play it? for long, but no. you know he was ours. Yeah. And uh, a, a fabulous, the best ball player of his generation, I think. That's a very good point. Then we've got um, one that uh, Tottenham fans will remember: Ralph Coates. 
Ralph, with the with the famous flap over haircut. Yes, well, and him, our Bobby him and the Charlton. Yeah, yeah, him and Charlton had the hair. Well, I think we used to call him the Strand. Because, <laughs> because if, <laughs> Let's all go down the Strand and have a banana. Um, nice. Now, uh, another Tottenham player uh, who I really liked, but a lot of other player, a lot of other fans used to boo him when he got on the ball. So we got behind him. Yeah. On the west side at the, at the at Brisbane Road, and that's Chris Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was absolutely great. Gave a lot for the club. Now. Um, I've, I've got a little bench here, but I've divided them up into uh, sections. Now we're going to go with the Reverend. Okay. Do we know the Reverend? No, nope. tell us. He was a fabulous midfield and winger, uh, and his name's the Reverend Alan Comfort, who is now Vicar of Leighton. Oh, yes, I've seen this guy, yes. And Which he genuinely yeah, is. Yeah, called Comfort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. He, well, he does orient funerals, and you can book him. <laughs> you know, if you want your ashes scattered on the pitch, the Rev's available. But he was such a brilliant winger. Wow. And he got injured quite early in his career, and he had to retire. But he was... Well, he wasn't a vicar when he was playing. No. But when he retired, he became yeah, a vicar. I've seen a piece of him. Go on. Well, then we've got the Nigerian... Uh, Superstar John Chidozi. John yeah. Chidozi has to go down in history. Well, He's arguably your greatest player, I'd have said. Well, you? we are coming to our greatest player. Okay, fair dues. Um, and then we've got Steve Castle, a long servant for the club. I think he had three spells at the O's, was touted as the manager, didn't get it. Um, but he was uh, a solid, reliable, dependable midfielder. The forwards, and this is special, we've got Peter Kitchen. Peter Kitchen, that yeah. six-round replay against Chelsea where he beats four in the box and just goes dismissively, taps it it's over. It's in your, on YouTube as well. Unbelievable. Check it out. Check in. Um, then we've got uh, the Black Pearl, Laurie Cunningham. Laurie Cunningham. Of course. One of the finest British there. players of yeah. all time. And a jazz dancer. Fantastic right. jazz dancer. Uh, Ricky Shotgun Otto, uh, who's called Mr Shotgun. He's now also a vicar. And finally... We got Kevin Nugent, another great servant of the club around the time of uh, Steve Castle and also touted as a manager of the O's, but he didn't get it. And I suppose finally you want my manager. Yes, please. please. Well, it's got to be Frank Clark. Yes! There you go. A, a legend at our club. Eddie Pillar, you've been fantastic. Cheers, Eddie. Thank yeah, you very thanks much. Thanks a lot. Take care. The Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.